Live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Tuesday here in Sin City. Welcome to Wager Talk on the Sports Grid TV Network. Welcome to Zumo viewers on Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets. I'm Teddy Covers, at Teddy Anderson Covers on Twitter. Joined by Ralph Michaels, at CalSportsLV on Twitter. On today's show, Monday Night Football recap and a brutal beat on more than one thing on the last play of the game. Plus, we'll talk NBA last night. We'll talk college hoops, which has already started today. NBA, NFL, college football breakdowns. This is your Sports Central for Gamblers. Let's get right into it, Ralph. And we got to start with a brutal beat for underbetters, not to mention those who took my recommendation of laying minus 300 on the no defense or special teams touchdown last night. Last play of the game is a fumble six. That wasn't pretty. The game goes over the total as a result of the last play of the game being a fumble six. Daniel Jones continues to struggle to uh, hold on to the football appropriately. Yeah, that's as bad as it gets. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, my Northwestern loss against Stanford with a quarterback on the last play of the game getting sacked for a fumble. That didn't affect the total, but it certainly affected the side. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how big of a swing that is when we talk to you know, uh, someone from the Superbook USA on Thursday. But uh, yeah, if you if you were sitting on and and, and you hadn't, cash the over yet and you got the over on that go buy a lottery ticket today because you got a you got a free one <laughs> yeah I mean it does happen in like in theory the Giants could have scored on the last play or something weird could have happened but the bottom line is uh, the game was a half point under before that fumble six it was not a half point under at the end of that fumble six uh, obviously uh which bad news anyone that teased the total as well that might have been even worse than you're just talking about uh, the uh, uh, the the total from a standpoint. Uh, Dallas put together a really strong second half in that ball game after struggling early. The Cowboys woke up and pretty well dominated. Giants continue to make mistakes from a prop shop standpoint. What I say, if I had one bet to make on the game yesterday, it would be the Cowboys team total over. That got there. The Giants team total stayed under. The defense or special teams touchdown at minus 300 for the no was good for 59 minutes and 59 seconds. The plus 250 cashed in the 60th minute. Dak Prescott stays under 276 and a half passing yards. Daniel Jones stays under 242 and a half passing yards. Prescott did throw the INT. That was a minus 120. Jones stayed under touchdown passes. That was minus 145. Saquon Barkley. 113 total rushing and receiving yards. He stayed under. Dallas defense keyed on Barkley last night. Did an excellent job defending the run. Zeke Elliott, on the other hand, went over his number. 93 and a half rushing yards for Zeke. He had a big game. No Zeke TD cashed at plus 140. No Barkley TD cashed at plus 120. Golden State stayed under. Uh, Golden State. Golden Tate stayed under 53 and a half yards. Amari Cooper got to 80. That was over 46 and a half. Evan Ingram got the five receptions. He was over under four and a half. Over on combined sacks, over four and a half. 
Cowboys didn't get sacked at all, but Daniel Jones took five of them, including the one on the last play of the game that was the fumble. That cashed the sack over prop and over combined field goals as well. That, Ralph, that's a prop shop recap. A great job, Teddy. And, you know, one thing I want our viewers to take out of it is a lot of times, you know, if you want to make a fun bet, we're only talking fun bets here. If you're making a serious bet, you like the side, you like the total, you're going to make the bet. But on a Monday night, if you watched this yesterday, you know, I said, well, I lean with the side, I lean with the total. And then Teddy talked about the team total. A lot of times, if you have thoughts that you might like a game, there may be a correlated situation that works out better. We also talked about Ezekiel Elliott. Well, he's going to be able to run the ball. So therefore, Prescott probably doesn't have to throw the ball as much. That happened. Ezekiel Elliott goes over, Prescott goes under. So when you play the game out in your head, there's many more options than just saying, I want a side, I want a total. Check out the player props and see if you could find more value with the way you think the game's going to be played. Excellent advice from Ralph Michaels. Another reason why we like to go through the Prop Shop recap on Tuesdays is so that you get a sense of the game's over. That doesn't finish the process. Once the game's over, we go back, re-handicap after the game, go through the box score, go through the play-by-play, understand what happened and why it happened. That, folks, is what will help you make better wagers next time around. Even if you won last night, win or lose, the process is the same. You go through the analysis, you go through your data, and that will put stuff in your brain that can help you make money down the road. Let's talk a little NBA from last night. And this was the steam move of the season so far. The Nets Pelicans total that got steamed up eight points, nine points, some books, 10 points in some books. Didn't matter. That game flew over the total. New Orleans and Brooklyn both playing at a fast pace and two coaches who every meeting between the two has gone over the total. We saw another shootout last night between the Nets and the Pelicans. Brooklyn pulls away late to get the win and cover. You know, we see a 239 total. We're going to see a 250 total. It's only going to be a matter of a week or two. So Pelicans not playing defense and 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 pushing the pace. Absolutely. Yeah, and they were hitting shots. Brandon Ingram uh, with a big night last night uh, for New Orleans. Golden State, we talked about it yesterday. Well, are the Blazers going to be excited to face a Warriors team that doesn't have any of the stars that knocked them out of the uh, Western Conference uh, playoffs last year? Or is Portland going to be flat? Well, the answer was Portland was flat. Golden State wins outright as 12-point home dogs. They were chanting MVP for Eric Pascal. <laughs> uh, Steve Kerr had a great quote. I got to give it here. And the reason I love this quote is because it's talking about totals. Kerr, the over-under was not game six of Pascal's season for the MVP chance or game seven, whatever this was. But I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm sorry he heard it, too. He was the MVP of the game. I know that, and a pretty good birthday for him, too. Bottom line, Golden State gets the outright win. Portland not up for facing a Warriors team that doesn't have any stars right now. Yeah, I mean, Golden State was down at the half, so they came out, and they played a good effort. Last game we didn't talk about. Rockets get their first cover. Why did they get the cover? Well, they're 0-6 with Westbrook and Harden playing together. Westbrook sat, only one superstar played, and Houston got the cover. We'll be back after this break on Sports Grid.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. talked about how easy it is to follow all right you follow me on twitter at teddy underscore covers you follow ralph on twitter at cal sports lv for gosh sakes follow sports grid tv all right do it right now uh follow on youtube follow on instagram that way you can watch the shows when they come out you'll get access you'll know you'll see the clips and no reason not to sports grid tv on youtube and instagram do it right now and that way you'll get notices you'll get clips you'll get all the stuff you want from the Wager Talk Show every day, as well as all the other fine programming here on the Sports Grid TV network. On Tuesdays, Ralph, this segment, we do a what we learned segment. Not bad beats, bad bets. It's not line movers. It's about what we learned in college football. And we always like to do it. We like to start with you talking about some TNA charts. You know, trends and angles, that kind of TNA. Come on, guys, get your minds out of the gutter. Bottom line, Ralph, looking for Teams that outgained their opponents by 120 yards or outgained by 120 yards and won straight up. Those teams aren't good bets the next week. Teams that pulled off upsets as dogs, big dogs, those aren't good bets next week. What do you got in terms of TNA from this past Saturday and what we can look for for this coming Saturday in college football action? You know, one thing that, you know, isn't isn't involved with TNA, but it's very, very obvious this year. There are just a plethora of crappy teams. Every year in my power ratings, I always start my top team at 100. 
because then I could gauge from one year to the next where how much they improved over where I thought they would or how much they dropped. So everyone is based on my best team being 100. I have 13 teams that I have power rated under 50 right now. So over a 50-point difference from my top. I've never had more than seven or eight in the last decade since I've been keeping track of accurate track of my power rating. So we've had so many crappy teams where – FIU's laying 17 and Illinois laying 18 and Liberty's laying 23 and a half and ULL's laying 23 and a half. But for some regular TNA that we've talked about, uh, you know, we've mentioned this every week, so let's mention it again. As you said, Teddy, teams that were outgained by 120 yards, but still won, and now they're in a way dog. That record's only 20, 10 and 28. None this past week, but I want you to make sure you write that down to keep track for future weeks. How about teams? that pulled the upset as a dog of nine or more before the bye. That's it. It doesn't matter if they're home, doesn't matter if they're away. If they pulled an outright upset prior to a bye, it had been a very good record. It was 26-12 and 12 going into last week. Well, it went 0-2 last week with Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh. And I want to mention the 0-2 record because if you're going through systems that you like, and you think it makes sense, by no means jump off of it because of an 0-2 record. The one play that follows the trend this week is Kentucky over Tennessee. But again, I want to mention the good records and the bad records because we talked about systems not being foolproof. They're going to have winning weeks. They're going to have losing weeks. That, again, was 0-2 last week. And how about teams that were a home favorite, that are a home favorite this week of 11 or more, and they won a game before a bye week. Those teams have won two out of every three games. They've gone 41 and 21 against the spread, 66%. You got to lay some chalk with Ohio State, and San Diego State also fits that mold. So that's a system that's 41 and 21. 20, uh, sorry, 66% says take Ohio State and San Diego State. The system that is 26 and 14 ATS says to take. Is that to take Kentucky against Tennessee? Outright underdog winners. Well, it was a kind of a slow upset week uh, last week. What, only seven dogs of a field goal or more won straight up. And only one dog of more than a touchdown won straight up on the entire college football board last week. Not a great day and not a great week for those underdog money line parlays that we like to talk about, Ralph. Yeah, the Georgia Southern game was on Thursday as well. So we went yeah. through the entire card on Saturday, and there were the biggest upset was Charlotte as a five-point dog against Middle Tennessee State. That is a rarity, and it's about as rare as we'll find the NFL with the, uh, you know, with the home teams going what twelve and zero on Thursday and Sunday. Yeah, sure. The Georgia Southern win straight up Charlotte, Oregon State, Purdue over Nebraska, BYU over Utah State, Boston College over Syracuse and Miami over Florida State. Those were the only dogs that won straight up at plus three or higher last week. I got to talk about Florida State because that to me is a headline story. Willie Taggart doesn't get halfway, gets what, halfway through his second season and then he gets fired. Um, the blurb here is it racist. Willie Taggart does not get a job to even get his system in place, let alone uh, get anything accomplished. And Florida State's a mess right now. What do you make of Taggart getting canned? And is that racist? Is that something where a white coach would have gotten to finish the season, maybe even a third uh, third year as head coach? Taggart had success everywhere he's been until this particular stop 
What do you make about Florida State moving forward? And what's your take on Willie Taggart getting fired? It's only racist if you don't like good football. And it was pitiful. I mean, Florida State, I, I, I have no problems with the fire. I'll tell you what. When you have a team that returned 16 starters and you can't even be competitive, there's something wrong. And you're, you're last or you're in the bottom three or four in penalties per game. You're making mistakes. You know, again, I have no issues. I do. I will say this. I do like the interim. And, you know, the interim is a black defensive line coach. It's Odell Haggins. And here's the reason I like it. You're not taking away from the OC. You're not taking away from the D.C. Haggins has been an interim. He was the interim when Florida State fired their coach a few years ago for the last two games. And Haggins is a guy that played at Florida State. Haggins is a guy that's in the Florida State Seminoles Hall of Fame. He is Florida State through and through. So you have that rah-rah guy there. So I love the interim. I love the interim as a job. But here's the difference. If they start having fun, if they change schemes, I think the team can play much better. If they're going through the same routines as they did, I'll continue to fade them. If you're going to spend $20 million to buy a coach out of the Oregon program and buy a coach out of the USF program, and then you're going to fire him 18 games into his tenure, I'm sorry, that doesn't happen with a white coach. It doesn't. So you can say what you want about it not being racist. It doesn't happen with white coaches, period. All right, find me an example, a comparable example. One. It'll happen with an African-American coach. It doesn't. So I do think there's racism there. I do. And, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm more liberal than I should be, perhaps. Let's not talk politics or racism. Let's talk Dino Babers and the firing of the defense coordinator, Brian Ward. He got the sack. Well, Syracuse didn't have much of an answer for BC offensively last week. The BC Eagles had five touchdowns of 50 yards or more in the second quarter at Syracuse. This is one where I can't blame the coach for letting his DC go. Yeah, well, you, you know, you give up 500 yards rushing, you give up 7.6 yards per carry. Uh, they obviously need to make some changes. And, you know, uh, right now, when you have an issue, you have to make a change. He's the scope. He's the scapegoat. He's the obvious scapegoat. So uh, I thought Dito Babers would work out things at Syracuse. I think I was wrong. Well, I mean, it's, Babers did well. Uh, last year and the year before, this year appears to be a down year for the Orange. Not an easy place to recruit when you're talking about Syracuse, uh, New York. couple of bad teams got some big covers last week. Heck, Liberty's bowl eligible. They're laying 23 and a half on the road. Piece of cake, as long as you have the right opponent. And Bowling Green. Bowling Green can't be laying. They laid six, no problem, as long as you're facing Akron. When you're facing bottom feeders, you talk about those bottom feeders in college football. Here's two of them. That got absolutely wiped out again this past Saturday. Teddy, I had Akron on my power ratings at 49. They're now 39 and a half. So they dropped 13 and a half points. I had UMass as a 46. They're now 33. I've dropped them 13 points. 33 on a power rating where a team started at 46. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, it's, it's hard to raise them. There hasn't been a game where I've raised my Akron power rating so far this season. Georgia handles Florida. Wasn't pretty and wasn't easy for the Gators. They, uh, uh, for the Bulldogs, I should say, but they did get the job done in a game where it felt like they should have won by more than they did. They still got the money. And then Oregon blows out USC uh, on Saturday night. Not a good showing for Clay Helton and company. When we come back, 
Yeah, college hoop starts today. We got Duke, Kansas, Michigan State, Kentucky, plus NBA, plus college football, plus so much more. Stay tuned right here on Wake. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Ralph. We have college hoops for tonight, but what do you got with head coaches? Who who who, who do you got with the head coach that got fired with a buyout that you're writing in the notes right there? What do you got for? How about Charlie Weiss, nineteen million. Charlie Weiss, oh yeah, but Charlie Weiss wasn't fired in two years, in the middle of his second season, not even close. 
I'm not talking about the big buyout. Charlie Weiss had already signed, had already re-signed a contract with Notre Dame. That was his extension they fired him off of. I'm talking about a coach who doesn't even have his systems fully in place yet, who they paid 20 million bucks for. They go, bye-bye, we don't like you. One, find me one guy. I don't know. Next I don't know. I don't know what Lane. I don't know what Lane Kiffin's buyout was, but at Tennessee <laughs> and USC uh, twice. Lane Kiffin, probably a good example. Uh, he's the one. Uh, so be it. Let's talk okay. college hoops. You got for it. tonight. Obviously, a huge day for college basketball fans. The season open. We've already had games gone final. Hey, Baylor covered already uh, in college hoops for today. But there are two marquee games in college basketball for tonight, both national TV affairs, and they're good ones. One, two, and then three, four. That's a pretty good opening night. Let's start with the early game. Duke, minus two and a half, total of 153 and a half against Kansas. Two teams that are, I mean, when we're talking about most of the top teams, they're remade from last year. What you're going to see at the beginning of the season is going to look very different than what we saw at the end of last year. The exception, of course, is Michigan State. We'll talk about them. In just a minute. Blue Devils, Jayhawks, what do you got for us, Ralph Michaels, on the opening night of college basketball? A couple days ago, I, t- I tweeted out my lines on these games, and I tweeted out pick. Duke actually opened a four-point favorite. It's gone all the way to Kansas, too. But it doesn't take that much money to move a college basketball game the opening day. But with that said, you know, Duke only returns one starter again. The big difference with them this year is they actually returned 45% of their minutes played last year. So they're a very misleading team. You have your point guard, Trey Jones, who came back. He was a captain last year. You have two seniors with Jack White and Gavin Delore were also seniors who are back. So you have all three captains back at only on almost 50% of your minutes. You know, I think the game's a toss-up to me. I also lean with the over in that game. Yeah, and I apologize on the graphic there. That's my fault. Uh, I, Duke opened the <laughs> Duke opened the favorite. Uh, yep. Not anymore, as you mentioned. Nothing but Jayhawks money. It's been a four point uh, line move, really four and a half points. Duke was as high as two and a half yesterday. Kansas laying two uh, right now, and I botched the graphic on that one. I didn't realize there was a, a switch of favorites in that ball game. What do you think on opening night when you have a switch of favorites in a game like this? Do the betters have it right, or do the bookmakers have it right? And is that different? on opening night than it would be a week or two or a month from now. Oh, very much so. I mean, we're talking bookmakers are worried about college football, NFL, NBA, NHL. They're putting numbers out here, and they're just letting the public move them. They're not analyzing all 353 teams. They don't know the injuries. Yeah, they may know the transfers. They know how many returning starters. But to answer your question, Teddy, is we don't know who's right. We won't know until who's right until later tonight. Was the Vegas right or was the public right? Again, my line was pick them, so it moved through there. So, you know, I agree with the public move, but I don't agree as much with the public move as it's moved to two more points. Yeah, and and in general, let, let, let me start with this. The public has no impact on any college basketball side or total. None. Not half a point at one book. It's all wise guy action. That's what moves college basketball numbers. So... When we talk about where the bookmakers are versus the betters at the start of the season, I'll tell you what. There's not, you're talking about savvy betters who've done their homework. And generally, November, especially early November, I'd rather be with the betters as opposed to the bookmakers. That won't be the case a month from now. But right now, the betters who've done their homework, and they have, <laughs> uh, based on some of the line moves we're seeing today, we're seeing a lot 
uh, of interest in this college basketball cards. Uh, I, I believe in the the betters who are moving the markets in college hoops early in the season. Post Thanksgiving, not so much. Early on, these are line moves to respect, not to fade. Let's talk the nightcap. Michigan State minus three, total of one thirty nine and a half against Kentucky. Spartans are a team that brings back a lot of talent. They're the exception to the one-and-done rule uh, among the elite programs in college hoops. What do you got on Michigan State against Kentucky? Because for all you say, Kentucky doesn't have a lot of experience. They certainly have a lot of talent. Well, uh, again, we're talk- I think Michigan State's the best team in the country when Josh Langford's healthy. He missed 27 games last year. He's not playing tonight. If he gets playing in their rotation, like we know he's capable of, Michigan State is the best team. When I look at this game tonight, I, I, I like Kentucky's size. They have Mitch Richards, a six foot eleven center. They have Montgomery, a six foot ten power forward. Michigan State's front court is six foot six and six foot eight. I think Kentucky can pound the ball in. I think they play good interior defense. I lean with the under. Yeah, I don't disagree with either of that. Certainly one thing that we know about Tom Izzo teams, they tend to be better than their size when it comes to rebounding. We'll see if that's the case uh, this evening. And Ralph, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about TV games in college hoop. That's not necessarily where the best bets are. You're going to share a best bet right now with our viewers and our listeners on something that is nowhere near a TV screen this evening. What do you got? I don't even know what team this is. University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. Talk to me about why you like them betting number 631 this evening. Well, you talked about early and finding value against the books. I had 16 games circled last night that I liked. I gave out five to my customers, and this is one of them that I bet and and gave to my customers. And it's University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, or UTRGV, they're in the WAC. The WAC plays some good basketball. It wasn't normally lined last year, so people didn't realize how good New Mexico State was, how good Cal Baptist was for a first-year program, how good Grand Canyon is. But this team is dominant as far as steals go. They were number four in the country in turnovers. They have a point guard, Javon Levy, who was a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. He gets great pressure on defense. This team went 8-7 and seven straight up on the road. They went 11-2 and two as an away dog. South Dakota State had been dominate in the Summit Leagues the past few years. They, of course, had Mike Dom, who tried in the NBA. He's playing uh, basketball overseas right now. They lost their head coach to UNLV. They returned only one starter. Uh, UTRGV pulls the upset tonight. That's That's game number 631. Excellent information from Ralph Michaels. That's what I like on the opening night of the college basketball season. Someone who's done his homework. Appreciate your college hoops insights. We will do our best to bring college hoops news to you every day, along with NBA, college football, NFL, et cetera, et cetera. It's a busy time of year, and we love it. Let's talk a little NBA uh, for tonight. A couple of games worth noting. The Spurs. Minus five and a half, total of 221 against Atlanta. The Hawks are going to get Trey Young back in the lineup this evening. But they just lost John Collins, a 25-game suspension. This is a problem for Atlanta. San Antonio coming off a poorly played loss. I like the concept of the Spurs tonight. I don't know if I like the price tag to go with them, especially with Young back in the lineup for uh, Atlanta. 
But San Antonio off a poor showing, in general, the type of team I would be interested in a spot like this one, despite the fact. And you know what it's like in the NBA. The first game after you get your star player back, sometimes other guys let down. Be San Antonio or pass for this better. Teddy, let's talk about a team that I think has exceeded your expectations early in the season with the L.A. Lakers, with LeBron and A.D. playing very well together. But can you lay seven on the road to the Chicago Bulls? The total's 216 and a half. No, I can't lay seven on the road uh, with L.A. tonight. And they have exceeded my expectations. And the Lakers, as we heard yesterday from Eric DeCesar, they've become a real liability for the sports books here in Vegas. What does that mean? It means that you're going to see a little bit of inflation on Lakers games. And we're seeing that for this game. The Bulls, sharp home road team so far. They've looked very, very young on the highway. All right. They've let games get away from them multiple times where a more experienced team would have won that game. But you put Chicago back in the uh, United Center uh, and give them a marquee opponent to face. The Bulls' A game is pretty good. This is not a team that I'm taking lightly, and I would not be surprised at all if Chicago battles right down to the wire with the Lakers tonight and has a chance at the outright upset. Teddy, we have about a minute left. I do want to mention Mac action tonight, two football games. I do lean with both dogs, as I think Toledo and Western Michigan are underperforming and they're living on their reputation. Your thoughts on either the Denver Nuggets against Miami or either of those Mac games this evening? Yeah, we got to talk some Mac football. No question about it. The game that I'm more interested in is the Western Michigan Ball State game. I initially was thinking about the favorite in that contest. I think I like the over better. Broncos offense is good. Wasserick can throw the football around. That's a strong offensive line. Ball State has surprised. It's been better than I thought they would defensively. But I think they'll move the football against Western's defense. Western in revenge for a one-point overtime loss last year to Ball State. I look at the Broncos, the team, their offense first. You know, they were in the 40s last week. I wouldn't be surprised they're in the 40s again tonight. And Ball Street, Ball State may trade points them without lean over for Western Michigan Ball State in Maxon on TV tonight. When we come back, more big game breakdowns. You know what you got right here on Wager Talk. We'll be right back. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome back to Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking down games and all kinds of sports. We've done college hoops. We've done NBA. Let's talk a little college football right now. A little weeknight college football. We'll start right here. Thursday night, Temple, minus one and a half, total of 50 and a half against South Florida. We're seeing a little bit of Owls money as we speak. Twos are popping up on Temple, even a couple of two and a halves out there. That one, one and a half, two, two and a half range. That's not a range where the sports books are going to necessarily all be in sync with one another. It's not. All that unusual to see one sports book at one and a half and another at two and a half, whereas you're not going to see that around the three numbers of key uh, three and seven, the key numbers of three and seven. Ralph, you got any early week take for weeknight college football as the Owls travel to face the Bulls? The more and more I look at this game, the more and more I like Temple. Simply this. It's the eye test. Why is the line where it is? Well, that's because people think Temple's defense has played poorly. 492 yards, 655, and 614 their last three games. Well, hell, those were the top three teams in the conference on offense. Memphis, UCF, you know, and SMU. Uh, Everyone's going to give up those yards. I test Temple the better team. Temple off two losses. Temple wins this game. Uh, I'm thinking it may appear on my card now, and and I'm thinking I am actually going to bet it the more and more I, I delve into it. Me and you both. And the thing that's underrated about that Owls defense what they've done in the red zone this season. No, didn't work against the explosive offenses because they had a bunch of big plays and they weren't in the red zone. But if you're trying to score touchdowns against this Temple defense from inside the 20, it's been nasty all season. I don't think it gets a whole lot easier for USF this week. I, too, like the Owls as short road chalk. Here's one where my first take is all about the underdog. Washington. Minus 10, total of 65 on the road at Oregon State. This is Friday night. So we have the Huskies coming off their fourth loss of the season. All right, this is a team that was thinking that they might be playing in the playoffs this year. They've lost four times, uh, <laughs> and including back-to-backs. And the way they lost last week, where they had Utah on the ropes, and when the push came to shove in the fourth quarter, the offense couldn't move the football. The defense couldn't get stops. Now they got to go lay double digits in Corvallis against an Oregon State team that is playing with passion and purpose and all of a sudden has bowl eligibility on their radar, which hasn't been the case in recent years. 
Series history here is completely one-sided. It's all Washington. Washington's dominated this team. That going to happen this year when they play Friday night under the lights. TV game, Washington, minus 10, total of 65 against the Oregon State Beavers. I'm going to do a little padding myself on the back, Teddy. Two weeks ago here on this show and on in-game live, I called Oregon State to pull the outright upset as a double-digit dog against California. I used Oregon State last week against Arizona. I said they were the better team. I'm going to use Oregon State this week, and I'm going to bet them on the money line. Uh, let's see, name all the quarterbacks that have a 19-1 touchdown to interception ratio, and there'd probably be 0% or 1% of the public that's going to say Jake Luton. You add in better running backs with Pearson Jefferson than Washington has, and you have a team where ESPN games are uh, are not chic anymore. When you go to Reser- Riser Stadium on a Friday night and Oregon State gets to be on ESPN, it is a big deal. I agree with you. I'm on the Beavers. Yeah, dog or pass, Tosa, we're agreeing on both the weeknight games this week. Let's find something to disagree on. It's more fun that way. Me and you can argue. Although I'm sure our viewing audience doesn't mind if we both agree on one side. But let's talk a little Saturday. Uh, and again, team that was on by last week, Clemson. Minus 32, the total's only 54 against NC State. That's on the road. The market's crashing on the Wolfpack, or is this just Clemson getting the respect that they didn't deserve early in the season, but did deserve throughout most of October? Well, what we learned is this. With Anthony Brown not quarterbacking Boston College, if they can run for 400 yards in a game, their offense is incredible, like they did with 45 points against NC State like they did with 58 points against Syracuse. They ain't running for 400 yards against Clemson's defense. Defense allowing 3.0 yards per carry. The Clemson offense is playing. I think Clemson's going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. They've been hearing, oh, they're not the same team, and oh, they lost everyone, and oh, they're not. Okay, what are they doing? They're winning 59-7. They're winning not 59-14. They're doing what they have to do. I actually lean the big chalk here. Yeah, uh, Clemson's not a team I have a whole lot of interest in stepping in front of, although could be a nasty environment in Raleigh. Speaking of Boston College, Boston College laying a point and a half, two, two and a half in some spots against Florida State, total of 62. Can the Seminoles bounce back off a particularly dispiriting loss uh, to Miami with an interim head coach who you like? I do. I mean, I like the situation and forgive me for misspeaking on the, on that last game. I, um, you know, to me, I have not read any reports on Florida state. That's going to get me on them yet. I have not heard about kids having fun and trying trick plays in practice. And a lot of times that happens when you get an interim, he tries to lighten things up. So it's a wait and see for me. I'm not going to fade him. I'm not going to play on him. I'm going to wait to see what happens. Unless I read something that changes my mind in the next several days, it'll be a no play for me. It's worth noting Boston College, one win away uh, from bowl eligibility. If they win this game, uh, they will be going bowling. Not to worry about that too much in early November, but one of those things you like to pay attention to. You'd like the BC is not going to be motivated with a chance uh, to beat up uh, uh, Florida State. But we've also seen, you talked about BC, when they can run, they can win. I'm not convinced this is a defense they're going to be able to run the football against. And if Florida State has the saying the right things and having a little bit of fun in practice this week, they may be live underdogs in this one. 
We've seen a big line move already on the next game we're about to talk about. That's Notre Dame and Duke. The Fighting Irish blown out at Michigan, barely survive against Virginia Tech as double-digit favorites, win the game by one. And if you watched, you know what I mean. I mean, that was a nail-biter just to win the game straight up. Yet. Nothing but Notre Dame money so far this week. They opened six at Duke. Now they're laying eight. So blue right through the key number of seven, total of 51 and a half. The market's saying that when Duke steps up in class, it's not necessarily going to be pretty. We saw that in the Alabama game. What are they? There was another game that Duke got blown out where they couldn't uh, they, they couldn't hang. Does that happen here? At, at Virginia. The Fighting at, Irish Virginia. At, at, Virginia. At Virginia is yeah. the... The 48-14 game. You know, I think Duke is a very misleading team of late. You know, they scored 30 points against Pittsburgh four games ago. They only had 288 yards. They scored 41 points against Georgia Tech. They only had 373 yards. The last two weeks against Virginia and North Carolina, 250 and 329 yards. I think the Irish shut them down, and I think the Irish— you know, you were you were in a complete letdown spot last week. I mean, if you want to make a letdown game of the week, it would have been Notre Dame coming off USC and Michigan. Uh, so to me, I have no issues with that game. Moving forward, I like the Irish in this game against Duke. And let's not forget that the Notre Dame game turned, I mean, it turned last week on, what was it, a 94-yard fumble six? The Irish were about to go in to make it 21-7. to and instead, it's 14-all. That changes games. <laughs> you know, uh, it's very, very difficult for a team to overcome not just the the pick six, but literally a 14-point swing or at least a 10-point swing when you're down by the goal line and it goes the other way. Uh, that was a momentum killer for Notre Dame last week. And if Duke gets one of those this week, it will go a long way towards covering. I still don't think Duke gets a whole lot of those. I'm not convinced that happens to the Irish again. I, too, am with you. Notre Dame or pass for this better. This is a line that's baffled me, and that's why I put it on the show. I wanted to get your take on it, Ralph, because when Michigan State opened at minus 13, I'm like, you can't give Illinois 13 points against Sparty. I bet it. Well, now it's 14, 14 and a half, 15. They're betting Michigan State like crazy against an Illinois team. Three straight wins and covers, including an outright upset over Wisconsin and an outright upset as 10-point dogs at Purdue. I guess if you're 10-point dogs at Purdue, you're going to be 14-point dogs at Michigan State, but is Sparty capable of covering a point spread like this one? And much like Notre Dame, where we've seen a big line move, why is all this money pouring in uh, on uh, D'Antonio's squad? Michigan State haven't done a whole lot so far this season when it comes to actually putting points on the scoreboard. Well, you played at Ohio State, you played at Wisconsin, and then you hosted Penn State in in nasty weather. So, you know, which do you think? Do you think they'll play better against an Illinois D or an Illinois offense? Another completely, incredibly misleading final three games. Yeah, they scored 24 against Wisconsin. Yes, they scored 24 against Purdue. Yes, they scored 38 against Rutgers. They had a total, Teddy, in those three games, 45 first downs. That's it. In three games, 17 14 and 14. Yes, they scored. If you can't move the ball against Michigan State's defense, you are not going to score. 
you know, the under's incredibly low, but I actually lean the under in that game. So, you know, we'll see. Any final words on that before we move to some NFL, Teddy? Yeah, the last thing on the Illini is that I agree that their offense is mediocre at best. At best. And they're likely to struggle to move the football against Michigan State. However, the reason Illinois is winning these games and covering these point spreads is because the team has the personality of their head coach, who's always been a defensive guy. And that defense is creating takeaways every week. They're making big plays every week. And the defense, part of the the, 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 the reason their yardage number is so low is because the defense keeps putting them in great uh, situations where they don't have long fields to, tra- to travel. So uh, I'm a believer in the Illinois defense and allowing them to hang around here a lot more than I believe. Question for you as we move to the NFL. Does this system have validity to you? The LA Chargers are now 23-4 and against the spread when on the road and playing a team with a better record than them. So most likely they're an away dog, you know, playing a team better than them. So they are a one-point favorite at Oakland, a total of 48. Your thoughts? I certainly think that the Chargers in the Phillip Rivers era, they've gotten up for big games. They've been good, bigger road dogs. And I can fully understand uh, why they have, I didn't know that it was that good, but I can fully understand why they have a winning point spread record as dogs against opponents with winning records. This isn't that spot. This is a Chargers team coming off back-to-back wins, a no-show from the Packers. Sorry, I'm not giving the Chargers full credit for that. A no-show for the Packers. And what was it, a missed field goal the week before uh, where they were able to uh, escape with the victory? And the markets are looking at L.A. like, oh, yeah, they're coming on. This is what the Chargers do in November. I think the Raiders are the better team. Uh, I don't think L.A. should be laying points on a short week in Oakland. So uh, you already know my opinion on this one. That's pretty clear. The Dallas Cowboys laying three to Minnesota, a total of 48. Uh, short week, will it matter? Well, they, I mean, I don't know that it matters. Because Dallas, it always matters when you have a short week and off a big Monday night win. It's never a good spot, uh, especially when you're facing an elite opponent like Minnesota and a Minnesota team coming off a loss. But, you know, if you can stop the run against the Vikings, you can beat the Vikings. And Dallas stops the run pretty well. They did a heck of a job on Saquon Barkley last night. I wouldn't be surprised if they do more of the same <laughs> against uh, Dalvin Cook and company this time around. Uh, I look at Dallas as, you know, not an easy team to lay points with uh, in this spot, but especially with Minnesota coming off a loss. But frankly, Ralph, that's the only way that I could play it. When we come back, we're going to talk middles. What's a middle? When should we try to do it? And how to do it in in in-game betting? Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk. Ralph and I return. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. home stretch of wager talk and let's talk middle this is something that a lot of casual betters seem to be very interested in i can still remember the first time where i ever cashed a middle uh, it was at the it was at the old stardust to race in sportsbook and i had uh, i laid two and a half at the open and then i took like four and a half at the close and it ended up uh landing on four and i remember just going oh my god it happened you know this, i think my second year in vegas back in the 90s still uh, so it is very exciting when it happens. All that being said, if you're talking about betting for middles as an amateur, as a casual, as a recreational better, it's not a novice technique. You have to be there betting at the openers. You have to be betting off the key numbers at the openers at two and a half. You see, so one book moved to three bang, you're laying the two and a half somewhere else real quick. And then later on, uh, as you see the markets move, you'll come back and take the other side. And then once you have both sides. The game still has to land in that very limited window. I don't recommend going for middles when you're a recreational better. Pre-kickoff. After kickoff's a different story. You can try to middle just about everything when you're in-game betting. It's what I do. And I want to ask you, Ralph, when you're betting in-game, I mean, NBA for me, I love betting NBA in-game. And what I'm trying to do, get a plus price on one side, get a plus price on the other side, and I'm done. Do you look to do that in the NBA? Are you looking for middles when you're doing in-game betting? Because to me, that's a, a real essential element of what I'm trying to put together. Um, I don't, Teddy, because I don't watch the NBA. I just can't even stand watching the NBA, to be honest with you. In college, so, you do college, college basketball, I do. And just, to, I mean, it's over, but in baseball, I do. If I have a better team and they gave up a couple runs in the first, I jump on that price. If perhaps I didn't jump on them because the price was too high and all of a sudden now they're a pick em or or a dog, 
I do look to do that, especially in baseball and and in college basketball. But I like betting. I do bet Sundays as soon as the line comes out because, again, I have my power ratings up. And there are often times that I'm betting games just because I know the line's going to move to middle. And then the other thing I want to warn of is don't middle a game and give away value if you have the best of the number, if that's the better bet. So don't give away 10% because you wanted to try to middle when you could have had a bet. You were sitting on a winner and you and you didn't bet it. You didn't play it. Have a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow right here on Wagering.